This is Our Common Ground with Janice Graham, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. was stolen. We went from an intelligent friend to a dumb dictocrat, a rich Republican who has never held a job in his life, is against affirmative action, against education, I guess he is, <laughs> against health care, against benefits for his own military, and gives tax breaks to the wealthiest contributors to his campaign. Governments when it came to treating the citizens of African descent fairly, America failed. She put them in chains. The government put them on slave quarters, put them on auction blocks, put them in cotton fields, put them in inferior schools, put them in substandard housing, put them in scientific experiments, put them in the lowest paying jobs, put them outside the equal protection of the law, kept them out of their racist bastions of higher education and locked them into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God bless America? No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating our citizens as less than humans. God damn America as long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. The United States government has failed the vast majority of her citizens of African descent. America's chickens are coming home. Our Common Ground with Janice Graham, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. for you. Talk, talk, that matters. And now, Janice Graham. Ha, I jumped in. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for being with us here at Our Common Ground. This is Wednesday, 
in Kultana Wednesday open mic night at our common ground, and we're glad to have you with us. For those of you who are trying to figure out how to join us, uh, you can in our chat room. It is not moderated, and there is a great deal of exchange that goes on during our live broadcast. You can come to blogtalkradio.com backslash OCG. And for those of you who have signed up and you have some confusion about how to get in the chat room, you have to go all the way down and click to come into the chat room. There is some kind of language that tells you all about that. I have sent, um, for our on behalf of our listeners, uh, a message to the administration, the officials, the technicians at our common ground, and complained about how difficult it is once uh, for people to fully subscribe without having to go through the machinations of do you want to host your own show because they're trying to sell sell their broadcast hosting services. And uh, I have repeatedly uh, complain to them about this. By the way, uh, this is our 10th year at Blog Talk Radio. I think I've got that calculated properly. But uh, we have uh, had uh, have hosted 267 episodes of Our Common Ground right here at Blog Talk Radio. I mean, this is not our first pony show here, our rodeo, or however that goes. But um, uh, in the course of that, we have had 199,000 listeners at Our Common Ground on Blog Talk Radio. So... Uh, We're growing, but we want to ask you if you will stay in touch with us when we're not on the air at www.ourcommonground.com and and, uh, find us on Facebook under OCG Talk Radio and Twitter at Janice OCG, at Janice OCG. We're on Twitter. I've been really active over the last maybe – Two years, much more. I, you know, I signed up uh, for a Twitter account many, many years ago at the at the top of it, and uh, but I, over the last two years, Twitter has really grown, and there is a great population of um, Black conscious folks on Twitter. It's harder to find them on Facebook. But we thank you for being here, and as we come into the show tonight, I want to ask you, do you remember about those kids in cages? Do you remember about the perfect phone call? Uh, Do you remember about protesters tear gas because someone wanted to take a photo op? Do you remember the Mueller report? What about Mike Flynn charges getting dropped? Do you remember 15 people and then it will just go away? Do we remember mission accomplished with only 65 
thousand deaths. Do you remember good people on both sides? Do you remember the teen rapist Justice Brett Kavanaugh? We have been in a bubble on this coronavirus. And as a result, it seems like we have lost. I even remember like four weeks ago when we thought as Andrew Cuomo was having his daily run on running his mouth, I remember that um, Secretary of State Pompeo was having campaign fundraising parties at the at at our expense some of us are so much in the bubble that we can't remember that today the president of the united states threatened to cut funding from schools if they do not reopen during this pandemic sadly um and i have posted it in our chat room uh, COVID-19 updates for today. There are currently 3,000, 3 million, 3 million, 158,725 cases in the United States. And there are 12,155 worldwide. Of U.S. deaths from COVID-19, the ones that are being reported, 1,334,853. Worldwide deaths, 553. 1,183, and it seems as though as all uh, models dick from the experts and not from the COVID White House Task Force, that we may meet that number by September. Worldwide, 551,000 deaths. Today, 134,000 deaths. That's really something to get our heads around on a day that the president has suggested that every school in America should reopen. And if they don't, he is threatening to cut off funding from the schools. According to that same man, um, this will simply go away. Also, you should know that um, Roger Stone is scheduled to report to prison next week on July 13th. Here's a word for you before we get started, uh, and if you want to get in queue and calling us, 
Our call-in number is 347-838-9852. 347-838-9852. Here is the word on our common ground. I try to drop a word. The word is ultra-crepidarian. Ultra-crepidarian. Alpha, I know you're writing it down. And don't call me at 1 o'clock in the morning asking me how do you spell it. You spell it, write it down, ultra, U-L-T-R-A, crepidarian, C-R-E-P-I-D-A-R-I-A-N. And we are all victims of a crepidarian. It means a per- it's a noun, and it means a person who expresses opinions on matters outside of the scope of their knowledge, expertise, and experience. Ultra crepidarian. Now I'm just there are words that just get my attention. Um, that just get my attention, the words that you have to. I've always been like this. I, uh, When I was younger and I'd be on the tennis court with all these smart black people, and I would, um, I had one person, I'll never forget, He Bobby Woolfolk, and he was a lawyer and he was very smart. And every day that we hit the, 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 the tennis court, because I played with the adults, Uh, He would give me a word, and that's how I built my vocabulary when I was in junior high school and high school. And I had a band uh, director, Miss, and who was also my neighbor, Leander Curtsy, who felt words gave you power, and he would always. Uh, work with young people around big words. And I was just really impressed to be able to use big words when I was younger. Our number is 347-838-9852. And I don't know what's on your mind tonight, but um, we didn't have a live broadcast on Saturday night at Our Common Ground because of the holiday. I don't know what you all were celebrating, but whatever. You can call me and tell me what you were celebrating. Um, I worked on my passwords and my security on my computers. But I'm coming into this program thinking about a number of things. This is what is on my, my mind tonight. For those of you who are in the chat room, you can see that I've already listed them. One of the concerns that I think that black people need to be discussing is police reform. We need to be engaged in our local um, discourse around what refunding and reforming police departments should be. I mean, that should be... Uh, for most of us, uh, a must-do in both protecting our community and protecting our um, children. 
uh, on Saturday coming up on um, Our Common Ground, which is Saturday the 11th, I'm going to be talking about uh, how we in our community are over-policed and under-protected. I think it's important for us to get those things uh, straight uh, and understand and differentiate between uh, what they are as we engage in this um, movement to redirect and reform police departments across the country. At Our Common Ground, we've been talking about that for years. We were talking about that when I was still on terrestrial radio. Uh, The other thing that is on my mind and what I'd like to hear from you about is the monument removals uh, across the city that's going on of uh, Confederate and uh, legalized slavery icons and symbols. What do you think? Are there those in your community? What do you think about how that should be done, whether that should be done? There are some people who believe that they should remain and the proper context of history should be clearly denoted on them. How many of you uh, watched the president on the 4th of July at Mount Rushmore. You know, my parents took me to Mount Rushmore when I i guess I was about seven, and I simply didn't get it because I was spending so much time trying to figure out how to carve the I – I, I, I didn't even remember who was there. I knew it was like presidents or somebody, but I was trying to figure out – the logistics and the technical aspects of how it got carved. Um, they also took me to this mountain. I can't, uh, it's escaping me now, In outside of Atlanta, Georgia, which was now a Confederate, and I didn't pay much attention to that either. But anyway, um, it was one of the first times that I had ever really seen a forest, you know, like so many trees that you can't imagine. Um, and there was really no history other than we did get a chance to see some native dancing. And it was really kind of like entertainment for the white people because the tribe, the Lakota tribe in that area, now I'm an adult and I have more information because I'm not going to try to be an ultra-crepidian here. But um, it was a tourist thing. Um, So um, I don't know how many of you watch the desecration, the absolute shamefulness, evilness of a president who would essentially ingratiate himself into sacred lands with fireworks 
and people singing all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, And it was a campaign activity that he called Fourth of July so that the United States Treasury would have to pay for that activity, pay for him to be there, pay for for all the entertainment and the construction and everything that went along with his presence there. I was outraged. Uh, I mean, I didn't watch it, but uh, I read a transcript of his speech, and it was just shameful. So at 347-838-9852, we'll take your calls about that and the monument removal. The other thing that I don't think we're doing enough, spending enough time talking about, uh, we we talked about it, we looked at the reports, but we really didn't put our arms around, embrace the impact of disproportionate black COVID-19 infection and death. There was a new report that came out last week that had been hidden by the CDC, which underlined the disproportionate cases and deaths of black people with COVID-19. And I know that many of you are feeling, how are we going to survive this? How long are we going to be in it? We're going to be in it as long as we have to be in it, that's for sure. But how do we survive it? And I'd like to talk to people about... Uh, especially people who are in the working world. I'm a little bit um, isolated um, around what people are doing around how they go to work, what their work environment doing in regard to containment and the pandemic, and what it's like to feel that when you walk out of your house, you're no longer safe and you're facing potentially um, death. This thing is killing people. All you have to do is look at, 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 the, at the cases that's going on in the United States. It's unbelievable, just unbelievable. There have been, among health care personnel, 95,175 cases and 512 deaths. That's health care personnel, your nurses, your doctors, the people who work at the hospitals, the people who work in doctors' offices. For the 95, 175,000 cases of COVID-19 among healthcare personnel, the death status was only available for 65, almost 66%, yet the count is 512. And as we reported to you last week, the federal government has now cut off all funding. By by mid-August, there will be no funding for testing from the federal government. None. 
none. So um, you're not be, being taken care of by your government. And I, I also want to uh, get people to to call in and talk about um, what are you doing you know how much overeating? I mean, I imagine that people are overeat. Are you overeating? Are you drinking too much? Uh, what are you doing too much or too little? I know that I'm doing too little um, physical exercise. Well, one thing in Florida, I, I, I'm a gardener, and in Florida, you can't even start gardening till about five o'clock. If you try to garden before 5 o'clock, you're in the blazing hot sun. And you really can never depend on all those dark, black, thick clouds that that's going to be really actually rain, okay, because sometimes it's not. How are you masking your rage about all of this, you know, considering um, that we have a full-blown sociopath as a president. I mean, Mary Mary Trump didn't have to publish her book for most of us to understand that this man is a sociopath. And he very well may have schizopsychotic strains or something of his sociopathy, his psychopathy. Um, that's hard. Even though, you know, I'm I'm never been a person who believed that what happens in the White House has very much um, power in the things that I'm looking for in my life. Another note I want to make to you is paying attention to how we bear down in all of this, how we relate to the people in our families, how we are checking in with our children and our grandchildren, Teenagers are really, really hard to reach in any difficult situation. Um, Making sure that especially our teenagers are in touch with a pandemic is not a normal way of how we live in this pandemic is not a normal way of living. This is not normal. And we cannot allow our children to begin to live, even though it's going to be long-term. We're going to be in this. um, I'll be talking about this in February. Uh, That our children should not head into this win as though it is normal. I knew this board was going to light up the minute I said Mueller, okay, but um, we also uh, have lots of other things that that just mess with your mind. 
You know, it it just messes with your mind. Um, you know, for instance, today there was another report that Trump pushed the CIA to give intelligence to the Kremlin while taking no action against Russia arming the Taliban. Uh, my good friend Nita Turner is being attacked online uh, by Deborah Messing because she was defending Stacey Adams. All of this stuff, how we press down. You know, and if you want to have a conversation with me about pressing down, the number is 347-838-9852. And before we... um, before we uh, go to our phones, we're going to take a break and try to get to your calls. Don't forget the word. Um, 18 Florida hospitals have indicated that there are no ICU beds available. I keep going back to this COVID-19 pandemic. It is a pandemic. 18 hospitals in Florida have indicated they have no capacity, none, to take care of any coronavirus COVID-19 patients. Yet, on yesterday, the Magic Kingdom opened. And the governor of Florida is indicating with 11,000 new cases since Saturday in Florida that Florida schools will be open. Our number is 347-838-9852. I'm Janice Graham. Thank you for being with us. The United States is a mafia government. No one has done more damage and degradation and murder, rape, and robbery than Europeans. Yes, therefore, in order to escape confrontation with their true criminal nature, they must accuse others of being criminals. But because of judgment, they must become upset with the criminality of other people. And black folk become those other people, you see. Please. Officer Shalvin lifts his knee from Floyd's neck around 8.28 p.m. after 8 minutes and 46 seconds. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is take the chains off. All we want to do is break the chains off. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is Can you tell me why? Every time I step outside, I see my niggas die. Oh, I'm letting you know that it ain't no gun they make that can kill my soul. Oh, no. All we want to do is take the chains off. All we want to do is take the chains off. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is be free. 
You're listening to... Because our society is only as strong as all its individuals, the United Negro College Fund has helped educate thousands of doctors and researchers, but we need more. Thousands of architects and engineers, but we need more. Thousands of teachers and biologists, but we need more. And when disease, injustice, pollution, poverty, and countless other problems threaten to pull us apart, we had better educate every single person who has the potential to solve our problems. And to educate more people, we need more of your help. Give to the United Negro College Fund. With so much at stake, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. For joining us at Our Common Ground with Janice Graham, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. to Janice.
and financial record under subpoena by the state of New York and the U.S. Attorney General's office, the U.S. Attorney General, Attorney's General office in the Southern District of New York and the Northern District of New York. That's going to be some stuff. Because if, and we're going to talk a, uh, talk some more about it in and during the course of this program. If that happens, I'm just saying, y'all know I'm saying, I hope y'all put your hands over your children's ears. The shit going to be on. 773, you're on the air. Thank you for your call. Good evening, Alpha. I know your number. I got your number. <laughs> well, good evening, Janice. How you doing, Alpha? I'm 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 angry. Alpha. I'm still angry. How many years ago I met you? You was angry then. You always angry. Go ahead. I'm angry. Be angry because that means you've you've got the you've got the right DNA. Go ahead. What are you angry about tonight? All of the things that you have mentioned by which Donald Trump has done to this country, basically deserves not just long conversations, but repetitive conversations over and over and over. We should be talking about nothing else but repeating all of the nonsense and all of the embarrassment that he has brought us the destruction of the government. We should be doing nothing but repeating the kids in cages, the Ukraine uh, purchase, the uh, Did the, you say the, the re- Ukraine he, what? Extortion? The Ukraine, Ukraine purchase. You know, oh, they got okay. Louisiana purchase. This is the uh-huh. Ukraine purchase. Because he was mm-hmm. sure trying to buy. He was trying to buy a lie. And that's the bottom line. But all of that is, like you said, who remembers this? And you went on to list off a bunch of things that would have stuck with a Democratic president and dogged him all the way through the next election. Well, well, wait a minute. One of the what? uh, I I just paused there for a minute, Alvo. Um. Everybody on this program know Alpha is my favorite, so you know. Anyway, um, don't forget, he was impeached. Nobody forget that's the least of our problems, because see, he was impeached, but he was found he was found not guilty by a complicit Senate, and the Democrats didn't seize upon that and and beat that drum. Beat that rug, beat that dead dog until you can't beat it anymore. His only, the only ability of him that he had to destroy this country through this pandemic was because the Senate failed to remove him. They knew what he was about and they failed the American people. But then, too, they're so afraid of him. 
They want their judges. They want their tax cuts. Well, that has come at a price. The only people I see out here that are attacking Republicans the way they should be attacked is the Lincoln Project and the uh, voters to vet vote. Those Republicans, they are Republicans, and they are attacking Donald Trump. So what does that say about Democrats? And you know, I'm not a Democrat hater. I do believe in one thing. You have to ride with You mean uh, you're not a Democrat party hater? Party hater, right. Uh-huh. Okay. But what I am simply saying is this. We cannot continue to support people who refuse to fight back. People who refuse to fight, period. So, you got, so who you going to vote for, Kanye? No, 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 no. I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote blue no matter who, period. I'm going to vote blue no matter who, regardless of what I'm telling you. What I am pointing out to you is the left in F attack the Democrats bring to the table. They're bringing yeah. absolutely nothing. Nothing. You got... Yep. You've got Mitch McConnell and his wife getting that PPP money. You've got Jared you got Kushner Jared Company. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. You've got Kanye West getting that money. Yep. So, and and, 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 and one to, of the things that think politically thinking people have to put a pin on to see this I mean, Betsy DeVos, who is the Secretary of Education, her family business has got over $6 million, and they diverted the COVID-19 security money from the schools into the PPP. So, I mean, well, we not? have to put all of this in context. We have to... We have to connect the dots. Well, this is not about connecting the dots. The dots connect themselves. All we have to do is have someone willing to repeat it more than once and repeat it over and over and over again. Tammy Duckworth, not my first choice, not my second choice, but my third choice but she's being considered as vice president. So what happens? Because she's talking about the Russian bounty, they sick Tucker Carlson on her. He calls her all kind of coward. She, she, she's a hero. She, she's a shero, Alpo. Shero. Shero. Hero. Shero. Bero. She's far more than she ever Will be. And people I mean, need this to is a stop. woman who's sitting in a wheelchair with no legs because of a war injury, and they're calling her and got, a coward. And you got and this mofo never 
with his bone spurs and the rest of them, Tucker Carlson, who's never signed up, he has the audacity, the unmitigated gall. Well, that there's my point. There, there should be Democrats flooding the microphones every single day. Every single day. And someone shouldn't, you shouldn't take a question without spinning that question around about Donald Trump and his shortcomings. There's no disarray with the Democrats. How about disarray with Donald Trump and the Republican Party? How about the whisper campaign that the Republicans are using on Donald Trump? They're, They're simply too afraid. And if you're too afraid to push back on an obvious lame duck, you're too you, you, you're too afraid to hold that off. You don't. You're not holding that seat for Americans. You're holding that seat for political purpose. And I'm. You know. I get to a point when I tell you I'm angry. I'm angry from top to bottom. Here's a man. He's an unnamed. Co-defendant. Now, if the lawyer Michael Cohen got three three years, what is Donald Trump supposed to get? First, he well, didn't know my the estimate. Bill. My estimate is is uh, on 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 this November election is that Donald Trump really isn't running for president. He's running from prison. Well, he's running from prison, and he will make it. They will attack as soon as he loses the popular vote and the um, electoral college. That's when they will attack. They will declare in the states where you have Republican Secretary of State, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan. They will basically hold up the certification of that vote. They're looking to drive this past December 14th so it can be thrown over to the Supreme Court again. But the Supreme Court is not going to take it on. The Supreme Court is going to turn around and throw it to the House of Representatives where Republicans hold 26 votes and Democrats hold 23 votes. So what does that mean, Trump? That means Donald Trump will be president. Mm -hmm. And and people will stand there with their palms up in the air and their mouth open. Mm -hmm. This is an opportunity this is way beyond the time when the, the legitimacy of the Supreme Court must be challenged. Don't think we're getting these uh, these uh, votes from the Supreme Court, these favorable votes from the Supreme Court for on the rule of law. No. We're getting that so they can say, 
well, you got this, you got that. You, so we can't challenge Roberts when he goes along with Trump and Bill Barr mm-hmm. and throwing this to the, back to the House of Representatives. That's why. Let me, let me ask you, you know, I, I've been, I look at uh, little details sometimes, Alpha, and on yesterday, the White House and the SCOTUS announced that John Chief Justice John Roberts had taken a fall at uh, a country club social thing in June and had to be hospitalized overnight. And I imagine they were uh, concerned about concussion, and that's why he stayed in the hospital. And I wondered for a moment why it was that they're just announcing this two, three weeks after the event. And 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 here is what I was thinking, Alpha, and I want to get your read on this. Are they setting him up for at some point for him to remove himself from decisions that are coming up? I mean, tomorrow is the last day that they're going to announce any decisions. The court will be over tomorrow. And I am sure that I I, I wouldn't be surprised. And those are the kind of details that we, we really have to be concerned about. The idea that people are now out on the street outraged about, um, uh, Secretary Chow diverting PPP, getting PPP uh, funds to her father's business, which is a Chinese business. It's not an American business. So I, I'm I'm not sure. And the idea that this president is trying to force American parents to send their children back when this pandemic is raging. But Paul Manafort and Cohen are out of prison because their health was at risk from being infected and they put off Roger Stone reporting to prison because of of health concerns over the COVID infection, over COVID infection. Uh, what's your thoughts about that? Well, well, Roger Stone is put off until the 14th, which is next week. Oh, They're next so week they'll have, they, they'll have a COVID-19 cover for him he not will, being. He will, he, will, he will commute Roger Stone's sentence. Even though Bill Barr has told him, don't do that, you'll have mutiny. Ain't no damn mutiny. They're not scared of you. Man, you know what? At at some point, someone in the media has to stop worrying about not being called back because they're not politically correct. Donald Trump, Bill Barr, Republican Party are the most insidious 
band of traitors in the history of this country. Benedict Arnold had nothing on him. Nothing on him. These people are traitors, pure and simple. You remember I told you about that scenario about somebody writing in the sky traitor on his Mm -hmm. inauguration day? I mean it. I still mean it. Everywhere he goes, there should be a sky writer in the Mm -hmm. distance in big letters writing traitor. I am noting that you haven't mentioned, and I have not mentioned it, but I thought in this, my interchange with you, that you would bring up that Deutsche Bank was fined by the Department of Justice $150 million for money laundering by Jeffrey Epstein. Deutsche Bank has been laundering Russian mob money for how long? And that's exactly. Just not, that's but just but not here's my it. point. Here's my point. And it's not speculation, but one of the reasons that the government uses conciliation agreements, which is an agreement that uh, a potential violation without necessarily without full investigation is to shut down a question of law. It's to shut it down so it won't go any further. Oh, I agree. Because they know oh, that this, the, the Jeffrey Epstein, the link between him and Donald Trump is Russian money laundering and not necessarily sex trafficking. Or human right. trafficking. And I think, well, it's, it's really both. It's really both. Because the Russian mob money, the sex trafficking, all of that goes to a criminal empire that Donald Trump is well, deeply involved in. And if you can continue to ignore those who do the real crime. You know, the thing they want to do is talk about socialism. The biggest socialists in the world are those people who take government money. The rich people who take government money. And there's no paying back this PPP. But on the low end, for the work they got to pay that money back. Mm-hmm. That's a loan. And that's where, that's what's so disheartening. Because Democrats fail up and speak out. Yeah. And the first yeah. thing they want to do, you know, you say you watched uh, Donald Trump on, uh, on the 4th. I didn't watch him on the 4th. I said I, I, I didn't watch him. <laughs> okay, well... I like my television. I don't want any more. I don't want any contamination in my house. I didn't want to throw nothing in my television and break it, so I didn't (laughs) watch. Yeah. But it's it's it's, you talking about gas and then the the silly 
the silly uh, press secretary. I mean, you can't get any more juvenile, any sillier than she is. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you mentioned her, McEnany. Um, I saw a list. Uh, Yeah, Kaylee McEnany. Um, Not Kaylee. uh, Ninny Hammer, as far as I'm concerned. And for those of you who don't know what a ninny hammer is, it's a simpleton, a fool. But um, it was a list. Jared Kushner, this woman who's the press secretary, McEnany. It was a whole list of uh, Pompeo. It was a whole of uh, Ron DeClantis or DeSantis, who's the governor of Florida. It was a whole list and of uh, GOP complicit traitors who are all Harvard graduates and, right. and look having it. spent look a lot of time in Boston and taken a lot of courses. I've finished programs at both the Harvard Business School as well as the Kennedy School of Government. And I can tell you that Harvard has ruined more minds than crack. Well, look at, look at it like this. Look at the Republican government, DeSantis, Kemp. Look, just go down the line. Open up. we got to open this up. We can't let our economy. This ain't your economy. And then you open it back up. Now you want to call big surges and the, the, the re, the, I'll call it the, the regrowth of this pandemic, you want to call those embers. When people finish dying, and I said it last week, by August, mid-August, we'll be up to 200,000. By November, we will have had 300,000 people dead. And this, and four Five million comes from 15 cases, 65 cases. And at some point, the Democrats and and the Democratic Party, they have to get up off their butts and and begin to muster some kind of fight. Because Donald Trump will talk people into changing their mind. Yeah, he will. He will. He will. He has against. And the media will go right along with it, right along with it. Yep. And people are not realizing that in the last two days, we have had 881 deaths uh, caused by COVID-19 in this country. But get this, Alpha. This is what I'm not understanding. The, the population of India is one billion three hundred eighty thousand uh, million people. Okay, got that? One billion three hundred eighty million people in India, and they are only. Uh, I mean, India is a either it's very dense urban 
or it's very rural, but in most parts of <laughs> India, in the rural parts of India, there's no mm-hmm. sanitation, no, I mean, it, 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 but they only have 25,000 new cases. We have in the U.S. 61,000. They are only showing an addition of 491 cases since two days ago. We are showing an additional 61,000. So I'm not getting what people are not seeing uh, about this. We are I don't, screwed. Well, we just, we're, we're beyond screwed because the <laughs> Democrats are hiding and they're, they're leaving it to the Lincoln Project and the Republicans to fight other Republicans. Joe Biden yep. comes out with this, this test. You know, I'm, I've got to be honest. Like I said, I'm a vote blue no matter who. But Joe Biden, Joe Biden is a wimp. He is a wimp, a soft talking wimp. Yeah, he shows no. He's, he's not you know, much material you know, for president. That's for sure. You know, there's one thing about Republicans. Republicans are always telling you what to fear about the Democrats. What the Democrats are going to do? They're leftists. Socialists, they're going to take your home. They're going to do this, blah 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 blah, and that's how they campaign, and that's how Trump campaigns. He says all of that stuff, and Democrats come in talking about we're going to get your health care. We already know that, but yeah, see, at this yeah. point. Of the campaign, you have to start talking about what Republicans have done to our democracy. What Donald Trump and the Republicans have done to our democracy. And that's just not happening. Hey, Alpha, our number is 347-838-9852. You got it all all, all sorted out. And unfortunately, there are some people in our community who do not have it all sorted out. Um, these people are talking about, oh, yeah, we're going to open the windows. How are you going to open the windows in 92 degrees out in in places like Arizona and Florida and, and Georgia? Well, they're talking about in the schools? Yeah, they're when we open the schools. the schools. They're going to open the well, windows. They, they're going to do this. How, they're going to do that. How about holding these governors responsible for every child that's dead and simply saying this, if my child dies, you die, period. And I know, inflammatory, you're damn right. But I'd hate to be you if my child dies because you mandated them to go. And you got to be a damn fool. If you see your child and back into a school like that, you got to yeah, be a you've got the school. top. 
You've got every top um, um, Sorry, every just... every top e- e- pandemic and epidemiology um, uh, expert in the country, including including Fossey, who is saying that we may need to reconsider total shutdown, emergency uh, room visits and hospitalizations are at a new high in places like Arizona, Uh, 14% of new COVID cases in Texas, Florida hit with 9,989 new coronavirus cases, and the death toll is near 4,000. And you're talking about sending children and reopening the schools. Betsy DeVos ought to be uh, well, let's just say Betsy DeVos ought to be gone. No, 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 no. She she need a ass whoop. She need a ass whoop. <laughs> really. You know, ain't ain't that's what I mean about tiptoeing around she she needs her ass whoop. And every one of those I mean, she, I mean for people who are listening, Betsy DeVos is not a trained educator of in any way. She's never attended public schools. She's never taught a, a, a been a teacher. She's never been anything but a rich woman. And the reason that she was appointed as a secretary of education is because Trump was attempting to cover up his relationship with her her um, brothers Eric Prince. Uh, what what would you call them? Uh, uh, private. Uh, they're, they're a private mercenary company. They're private arms. Right. Yep. Private arms. Yeah. 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 Hey, Alpha got to go. If you think of anything else, you know how to call us. Our number is 347-838-9852. You're listening to Our Common Ground. Alpha, thank you so much for uh, your your calls. And uh, I will um, go back after we take this break, go back to some of the things you've had to say. This is Our well, Common well. Ground. Thank you for joining us at Our Common Ground with Janice Graham, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. How do you wake up the entire African-American community to the hidden issue of mental health? It showed up in my life through one of my best friends. And we've been friends for over 30 years. One story at a time. If we would have known earlier, you know, we would have been more, much more supportive with her. Once I reached out to my sister, it got a little better. Once I told my mother, it got a little better. The more I talked about it, 
I felt it coming off. The healing is in me, and the healing in a journey can also be extended to others. It's our community and our mental health. Giving voice to what you're feeling is part of the healing. If you're strong enough to just open your mouth, that's all it takes. And the most revolutionary and healing thing that black people can do right now is to love one another. It's time to share ourselves. Healing starts with us. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Ad Council, and the Stay Strong Foundation. Today, men in their 40s have a lot to celebrate. For most, it's the beginning of the best years of their lives. Especially if they've had a benchmark test for possible early signs of prostate cancer. Because a simple blood test in your early 40s can mean fully enjoying the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. A prostate exam means staying alive. We invite you to be a regular here at Our Common Ground, Saturday night, 10 p.m. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. And at TruthWorks Network, this is Alternative Progressive Urban Talk Radio. Our Common Ground Media and Communications, where race and talk matters. Join us on all of our social network platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and our web blogs. TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Our common ground, speaking truth to power and ourselves. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. And we thank you for being here at our common ground. Wow, that was a great call from Alpha. I mean, for most of you who do not know, our common ground media and communications manages a, a network of um, uh, programs uh, and programming called TruthWorks Network. And now is the time for me to announce that we are putting out a call if you have the experience and the skills of doing political, black women, and uh, focused, targeted um, programming and hosting uh, we are interested in talking with you, and you can email us at ocginfo at our common ground. Don't forget, it is really important for you to let your friends, your allies, the people who you do your work with, to let them know that we are here each Wednesday night and Saturday night at our common ground. On this side of uh, what I call page two, I do want to share with you uh, a couple of things. And people have really um, sent me a lot of email this week about
about the Reverend Jeremiah Wright speech uh, that we shared with you last week, and uh, we're going to be sharing that with you at the end of the program again at our close. But here's something that I want to share with you, and then I want to come back and talk about some of the things that Alpha brought up and invite you to bring your issues to our common ground at 347-838-9852. One of the things I want to talk about is where you get your news. You know, um, I've been noticing that a lot of people are real um, limited in where they get their news, and we want to talk about that. The word of the night is ultra Damn. Ultra-Capedarian. The word means the noun, uh, persons who express opinions on matters outside the scope of their knowledge, their expertise, and their experience. This is Wednesday, open mic night. On Saturday at Our Common Ground, we're going to be talking about the black community being over-policed and under-protected, about missing children and women and brutality in arrests. Um, And I want to hear your opinions about how you're bearing down in the pandemic and all of the political smoke, mirrors, and fire in America. Do you really grasp that America has changed and it will be years before we uh, truly are able to reconfigure. This is Our Common Ground. You're listening to Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. Stay tuned and we'll be right back with more. As a boy, I shared a game with my father. Played it every morning till I was three. He would knock, knock on my door, and I'd pretend to be asleep till he got right next to the bed. Then I would get up and jump into his arms. Good morning, Papa. And my Papa, he would tell me that he loved me. We shared a game. Knock, knock. Until that day when the knock never came. And my mama takes me on a ride past cornfields on this never-ending highway till we reach a place of high, rusty gates. A confused little boy, I entered the building carried in my mama's arms. Knock, knock. We reach a room of windows and brown faces. Behind one of the windows sits my father, I jump out of my mama's arms and run joyously towards my papa's, only to be confronted by this window. I knock, knock, trying to break through the glass, trying to get to my father. I knock, knock, as my mama pulls me away before my papa even says a word. And for years, he has never said a word. And so 25 years later, I write these words for the little boy in me who still awaits his papa's knock. Papa, come home, because I miss you. Miss you waking me up in the morning and telling me you love me. Papa, come home, because there's things I don't know, and I thought maybe you could teach me how to shave, how to dribble a ball, how to talk to a lady, how to walk like a man. Papa, come home, because I decided a while back I want to be just like you, but I'm forgetting who you are. And 25 years later, a little boy cries, and so I write these words and try to heal and try to father myself, and I dream up a father who says the words my father did not, dear son. I'm sorry I never came home. For every lesson I failed to teach, hear these words. Shave in one direction with strong, deliberate strokes to avoid irritation. Dribble the page with the brilliance of your ballpoint pen. 
walk like a God and your goddess will come to you. No longer will I be there to knock on your doors. You must learn to knock for yourself. Knock, knock down doors of racism and poverty that I could not. Knock, knock on doors of opportunity for the lost brilliance of the black men who crowd these cells. Knock, knock with diligence for the sake of your children. Knock, knock for me for as long as you are free. These prison gates cannot contain my spirit. The best of me still lives in you. Knock, knock with the knowledge that you are my son, but you are not my choices. Yes, we are our father's sons and daughters, but we are not their choices. For despite their absences, we are still here, still alive, still breathing with the power to change this world. One little boy and girl at a time. Knock, knock. Who's there? We are. Thank you for joining us at Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Thank you for being with us. You know, I've been at this microphone for many years. Um, It seems like every year, over and over, of this microphone's time, I've been asking the question, will we win? Will black people, as Jimmy Baldwin always asks, be able to ride out the storm. Is America able to change? And if we don't change under the grip of a pandemic, under the grip of Eight minutes and 46 seconds under the grip of a sociopathic president who was impeached but was able to be covered in corruption at his trial. Will we survive? And that is the base of my question about how do you bear down? Our number is 347 And, you know, sometimes when I hear Alpha laying it out and ringing in my head is this whole thing about when injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. And I'm wondering whether or not we have claimed the spirit of resistance. I mean, I've been saying our common ground, speaking truth to power and ourselves for over 25 years 
that's a long time to hit a microphone and try to inspire a people and try to inform a people and try to uplift a people. And sometimes there are things that happen like a pandemic, like a eight minutes and 46 seconds in your face that bears down on you. As many books as I read, as much as I know, as much as I've seen, it bears down on me. I weep for our children, especially the ones who are now striving to figure out what their black lives will be. How will they make it? You know, I I um, talked to my grandson who just graduated from high school and uh, is now in college. He's now in college courses online because um, he's not able to travel. Well, the decision has been made. He should not travel to the college of his choice, which is on the other coast of the country, until America figures out, this government figures out, how it is going to contain and educate our children in a safe way. And I'm sure that there are families, black families all over this all over this country, you know, what about all the universities that have canceled their athletics for the year? No football for the for the black boys and girls who have gotten athletic scholarships. No basketball, no volleyball, no swimming, no tennis, no hockey, nothing for them to say I worked hard and I got this reward and now I'm going to use it to create my black self. It's deep. The number is 347-838-9852 if you want to talk about this. And the other thing, I mean, here, Alpha, you know, I wanted to ask you about this, but the the notion that Colonel Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vinman, do you remember him? The man who sat and testified in the impeachment hearing of Donald J. Trump, who while testifying assured his father don't worry, Dad, nothing will happen to me because this is America and right counts in America. When he said those words, I'm saying, okay, you young, you don't understand. And today he retired because the military denied him a promotion for a promotion for which he had been recommended because the White House 
put pressure to get take him off the list. So today he is out of the White House. And you know I'm not like other talk show hosts and say, hey, shout out to to um, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman for your service to your nation. Because he ain't listened to this show. I know that. So I don't do those kind of things. But what we should be saying and what we should be thinking and where we should be sending messages to the GOP complicit traitors is you betrayed this country when you bullied him out of our armed forces. That's what we should be doing. But will we do that? I'm not sure. So, you know, I'm joining Daniel Brady saying, knock, knock. Who's there? Us. Knock, knock. Who's there for our children? Us. The other thing that was on my mind, and Alpha doesn't like to talk about stuff like this, but <laughs> I wanted to talk to him about it. I came across on the, in the New York Times um on uh, June 26th, a wonderful, wonderful opinion piece. And the title of the piece is, You Want a Confederate Monument. My Body is a Confederate Monument. And it was written by Caroline Randall Williams. And she writes, I have rape-colored skin, rape-colored skin. My light brown blackness is a living testimony to the rules, the practices, the causes of the Old South. If there are those who want to remember the legacy of the Confederacy, if they want monuments, well then, my body is a monument. My skin is a monument. She goes on to say, I am a black southern woman, and of my immediate white male ancestors, all of them were rapists. My very existence is a relic of slavery and Jim Crow. According to the rules of hypodescent, that's the social and legal practice of assigning a genetically mixed-race person to the race with less social power. I am the daughter of two black people, the granddaughter of four black people, the great-granddaughter of eight black people. Go back one more generation, it gets less straightforward and more sinister. As far as family history has always told, and as modern DNA testing has allowed me to confirm I am the descendant of black women who were domestic servants and white men who raped their help. What is a monument but a standing memory, an artifact to make tangible the truth of the past? My body and blood 
are a tangible truth of the South and its past. The black people I come from were owned by white people I come from. The white people I come from fought and died for their lost cause. And I ask you now, who dares to tell me to celebrate them? Who dares to ask me to accept their mounted pedestals? You cannot dismiss me as someone who doesn't understand. You cannot say it wasn't my family members who fought and died. My blackness does not put me on the other side of anything. It puts me squarely at the heart of the debate. I don't just come from the South. I come from the Confederates. I got rebel gray blue blood coursing through my veins. My great-grandfather, Will, was raised with the knowledge that Edmund Pettus was his father. Pettus, the storied Confederate general, the grand dragon of the Ku Klux Klan, the man for whom Selma's bloody Sunday bridge is named. So, I am not an outsider who makes these demands. I am a great great-granddaughter, and here I'm called to say that there is much about the South that is precious to me. This is not an ignorant pride, but a defiant one. It is a pride that says our history is rich, our causes are justified, our ancestors lie beyond reproach. But here's the thing. Our ancestors don't deserve your unconditional pride. Yes, I am proud of every one of my black ancestors who survived slavery. They earned that pride by any decent person's reckoning. But I am not proud of the white ancestors whom I know. My virtue and my very existence to be bad actors. To those people, it is my privilege to say I am proof. I am proof that whatever else the South might have been or might believe itself to be, it was and is a space whose prosperity and sense of romance and nostalgia were built upon the grievous exploitation of black life. Our number is 347. 838-9852. Knock, knock. Where you don't have to worry 
the two conditions. So I'm not sure going to happen, but I think that it should happen. And um, and 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 I, I don't even know if the Joe Biden people have even considered it. Um, I was very concerned I'm going to go back to some of the things That that we we have brought up tonight I'm going to go back to the school reopening uh, But we will take your call on any of these matters Or anything that's on, on your uh, plate Whatever you're concerned about At 347-838-9852 my sense is that reopening schools is just an afterthought for this psychopath, sociopath, um, to be able to win this election. And I believe that... Um, Kids going back to school is essential, but um, it's the reopening is happening in the context of rest of raging case COVID infection increases, and I think it's totally irresponsible to say that to ask parents to risk I mean schools don't have a simple on off switch to reopen schools will take a lot of money classroom layouts buildings policy schedules extracurricular or curricular activities, teacher and staff assignments, and 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 curricula all will be altered to minimize the risk of transmission. Two things need to happen before students can go back to school. First, Americans and their elected representatives must decide that children's needs are worth accepting the additional risk. And I ask the question, are parents willing to decide to accept the additional risks. And communities and states have to commit the money and effort to reinvent education. Here in Palm Beach County, where I live, uh, the decision was made today that the schools will not open next month. I think that that is a good thing. You can get your calls in at 347-838-9852 because in about 10 minutes, I'm going to shut the phones down. So hold up your hand. Don't forget, you have to hold up your hand uh, to say you want to talk. I've got people on the board, but nobody's holding up their hand. So that means to me you're just calling in to listen. That's how it works here at Our Common Ground. Um, a update because people are, uh, are contacting me on Facebook and um, 
and I don't I don't know if people are is tongue in cheek or thinking because of years of people. You know, there there are people who listen to this program have been listening to me for years, and people are just making fun. And Gus Smith, I know you're out there, and you you need to stop sending me pictures um, of of flour and yeast. The bread making is going fine. I had to kind of pull back from it for my. I was. I'm getting pretty good. I had to pull back from it for a while because, um, I mean, you, you could just eat so much bread. <laughs> but I had gotten into making the Mediterranean bread. I didn't get to the sourdough part because that just looked like it too much damn work to me. But. Um, uh, as I closed out the week uh, tomorrow and Friday, uh, and I don't know who we're going to have as a guest, and I, I'm, I'm thinking because I'm talking about over, uh, over-policing that um, we might have a couple of people drop in here as guests on Saturday night at 10 o'clock. You know, I don't want to sound like a beggar. I just want to reiterate that the way in which we improve the quality of open mic night and Saturday night is that you let your friends know that we are here. They can go to ourcommonground.com and they can listen to our archives. I am very proud of the body of work that we have created, I mean, every show, all 293 episodes of Our Common Ground are in the archives here at Blog Talk Radio. Uh, I know that I said that I was going to spend time uh, over the last week that I was going to spend time uh, on the 4th of July um, trying to bring up to date my um the our common ground youtube tube channel I'm still gonna do that, but um I will admit I didn't do it, okay, so we're still working on that because then I got into uh, a new program that I purchased to make sure that I don't have any security breaches on my computer. And once I installed that, then I had to do a whole lot of things. I don't know about you, but I've been on the Internet since 1980, 1990. So that's a whole lot of passwords. That's a whole lot of uh, stuff, junk. You know, it's like, in your garage, you have a lot of junk, but you're not sure you ought to get rid of it. And that's the state of all the computers um, that I use. I have a lot of junk, and I'm not sure that I have enough courage to get rid of. So I'm halfway through changing 400 and some passwords. Halfway through. Um, and, you know, I'll get there. But something that Alpha underscored when he called in tonight, and, and, and what I don't want us to 
to miss is the whole notion that we can't forget all the stuff. Even even in in this time, we can't forget the kids in cages. We can't forget the Ukrainian extortion. We can't forget that we have a president who called out the military, the tear gas protesters, peaceful protesters, because he wanted to take a photo op with a Bible. We can't forget the Mueller report. We can't forget Pompeo. We can't forget the corrupt, complicit Bill Barr and what he has done. We can't forget WikiLeaks was in contact with Russian intelligence front organizations. We can't forget that we have Donald Trump as president because we dug in and decided never Hillary. We can't forget that Bill Barr is now in the propaganda business. The Attorney General of the United States is in the propaganda business again of asking America to think that anything Mueller did in his investigation and his report was um, legitimate. They are delegitimizing Mueller again for a reason. Devin Nunes, the nut job, um, is now suggesting that there be criminal referrals against Bob Mueller. We've got 12 minutes into this program, and I believe this is Mike. Good evening, and thank you for joining us. You're most welcome, Janice. How are you? Mike, good, it good is night. you. I'm I'm good. Yes, you yes. got two minutes, brother. <laughs> okay. You called you know, me late. Is that right? Mm. Wow. Sorry. That's fine. You know, the question here uh, is the most of the Donald Trump supporters are illiterate and the you know, unfortunately they're not educated enough to understand. And and this man is a dangerous to the Republic of United States of America, and uh, he, you know, vote for him is equal to meaning dismantling the whole nation. Let's put it that way. Anybody who has uh, just simple, you know, knowledge can understand that voting for the 
the Donald Trump is equal goodbye United States of America. No more. Because yeah. four years we have seen what has happened upside down, this co- beloved country. So another four years of him, God help us all. Go ahead, please. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree with you, Mike. Um, he has brought white nationalism as an ideology to the presidency. And it drives all of this dismantling of legislation, policies, uh, and the government. I agree. I absolutely agree with you. Mike, I'm going to reserve. You and house music lovers, you all like to lurk till the end of the show. (laughs) The call in. Okay. We've been taking calls I'm since sorry. 10 o'clock. Next time I call it uh, Elliot. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I always enjoy you your much. comment. I always enjoy the pointed nature of your comment, and we value you as a listener. So thank you very much, and, and I'll see you on Saturday night. I'm yes, sorry? I, I try my best. I said uh, <laughs> we value you as the top host in BTR as well, too. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, Mike. You're welcome. We, we, we look forward to hearing from you on Saturday night. On Saturday night, folks, it's over-policed and under-protected, and we hope that you will join us. And thanks to Alpha for his great analysis tonight of where we are. And... Um, we asked. We have been asked by um, members of our listening audience to play this again, and we certainly will. And we look forward to hearing from you on Saturday night. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible. Prior to Abraham Lincoln, the government in this country said it was legal to hold Africans in slavery in perpetuity. Perpetuity is one of the University of Chicago words. That means forever. From now on, when Lincoln got in office, the government changed. Prior to the passing of the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments to the Constitution, the government defined Africans as slaves as property. Property, people with no rights to be respected by any whites anywhere. The Supreme Court of the government, same court, granddaddy court of the one that stole the 2000 election, Supreme Court said in its Dred Scott decision in the 1850s, no African anywhere in this country has any rights that any white person has to respect at any place, anytime. That was the government's official position, backed up by the Supreme Court, that's the judiciary, backed up by the executive branch, that's the president, backed up by the legislative branch, and enforced by the military of the government. But I stopped by to tell you tonight that governments change. Prior to Harry Truman's government, the military in this country was segregated. But governments changed prior to the civil rights 
and equal accommodations laws of the government in this country. There was back segregation by the country, legal discrimination by the government, prohibited blacks from voting by the government. You had to eat in separate places by the government. You had to sit in different places from white folks because the government said so. And you had to be buried in a separate cemetery. It was apartheid American style from the cradle to the grave, all because the government backed it up. But guess what? Governments changed under Bill Clinton. We got a messed up welfare to work bill, but under Clinton, blacks had an intelligent friend in the Oval Office. Oh, but governments changed. The election was stolen. We went from an intelligent friend to a dumb dictocrat, a rich Republican who has never held a job in his life, is against affirmative action, against education, I guess he is, <laughs> against health care, against benefits for his own military, and gives tax breaks to the wealthiest contributors to his campaign. Governments change sometimes for the good and sometimes for the bad. But I'm fitting to help you again. Turn back and say, he's fitting to help us again. Where governments change, write this down, Malachi 3.6. Malachi 3.6, thus saith the Lord. Repeat it after me, for I am the Lord, and I change not. That's the King James Version. The New Revised says, for I, the Lord, do not change. In other words, where governments change, God does not change. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That's what his name, I am, means, you know. He does not change. There is no shadow of turning in God. One songwriter puts it this way. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Thou changest not. Thy compassions, they fail not. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord unto me. God does not change. God was against slavery on yesterday, and God who does not change is still against slavery today. God was a God of love yesterday, and God who does not change is still a God of love today. God was a God of justice on yesterday, and God who does not change is still a God of justice today. Turn to your neighbor and say, God does not change. Where governments lie, God does not lie. Where governments change, God does not change. And I'm through now. But let me leave you with one more thing. Governments fail. The government in this text, comprised of Caesar, Quirinius, Pontius Pilate, Pontius Pilate, the Roman government failed. The British government used to rule... <laughs> From east to west, the British government had a union jack. She colonized Kenya, Ghana, Nigeria, Jamaica, Barbados, Trinidad, and Hong Kong. Her navies ruled the seven seas all the way down to the tip of Argentina in the Falklands. But the British government failed. The Russian government failed. The Japanese government failed. The German government failed. And the United States of America government, when it came to treating her citizens of Indian descent fairly, she failed. 
she put them on reservations. When it came to treating her citizens of Japanese descent fairly, she failed. She put them in internment prison camps. When it came to treating the citizens of African descent fairly, America failed. She put them in chains. The government put them on slave quarters, put them on action block, auction blocks, put them in cotton fields, put them in inferior schools, put them in substandard housing, put them in scientific experience, experiments, put them in the lowest paying jobs, put them outside the equal protection of the law, kept them out of their racist bastions of higher education, and locked them into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God bless America? No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America that's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America as long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. The United States government has failed the vast majority of her citizens of African descent. much for being with us here at Our Common Ground. Each Saturday, 10 p.m., I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. A special thanks to our chatters in our chat room. Join us on Facebook, Tumblr, Pinterest, and our website at OurCommonGround.com. Twitter, follow at JaniceOCG. See you next week, Transforming Truth to Power. One broadcast at a time.
Thank you. 